0: Welcome to Live Happily Ever Awesome. Join PACT-certified therapist Julie Rappaport and co-host Kat Shear, where we discuss marriage and relationships. Learn how to be a better partner and bring the magic back to your relationship. To join the discussion live, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Clydesdale Media. Sign up for notifications so you can call in with your questions or just join the chat. Be sure to like and share these episodes with your partner and friends. The following presentation is not therapy or a substitute for therapy. If you are experiencing a mental health emergency, please call 911. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Julie Rappaport, why are we here? (laughs) Why are we doing this? Uh, This is just
1: something that I um, have been thinking about doing for a long time and um, just never made it happen and it just fell into place. Now is the time.
0: Yeah. So we interviewed you last week. Um, you're a master's CrossFit Games athlete, um, a friend of the show. We've seen, you know, we've talked to you a couple of times. We knew that you were a licensed therapist. You have a, um, a private practice in Boulder, Boulder, Colorado. You work with couples and um, married people in trying to regain their relationship. Tell us a little bit about what PACT is.
1: Oh, geez. So PACT stands for Psychobiological Approach to Couples Therapy. So it's kind okay. of long-winded, but um, there's there's three main tenets to PACT. Um, one is a, or, um, attachment theory, kind of how you were raised in your childhood and attached to your primary caregiver. Um, mm-hmm. And why we look at that is that research has shown that in our romantic relationship, primary romantic relationships, that attachment style gets replayed. And so to understand yourself and your partner from that perspective really explains a lot and helps you understand one another more. um, Because what works for you probably isn't going to work for them and vice versa.
0: So does that mean when you say your primary attachment, so like how you were how you bonded with a parent?
1: Yes. How you attached with the primary caregiver, whether that was mom, dad, aunt, uncle.
0: Holy crap. Yeah. So it's pretty I mean, cool. Just hearing that is a little mind-blowing when it's, you think about some so awesome. specific examples of people that you know or, you know, super crazy situations and you're like, "Oh, okay. Wow."
1: Yeah, so attachment stuff is at play at all times. Mm-hmm. So That's the first kind of tenant. Another one is arousal regulation or fight, flight, freeze. What brings a person into those states? What gets them out of those states? Um, And then neurobiology or neuroscience, the brain. And so those are kind of the three things that I'm as a clinician rotating around and kind of seeing, viewing my clients through. And then, kind of overriding all of that is social justice theory, and, and just kind of advocating for a fair and just relationship. I so that. that's kind of the the elevator version.
0: That's cool. Are you? Um, have you ever been with a couple that you just couldn't help? Hmm. Does that happen? Like, are, like I hear about people going to couples counseling and saying like, Yeah, the therapist told us like I should probably get divorced. <laughs> like. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I mean, I I don't, uh, first of all, like, I don't know, I don't ever say that. I, Mm -hmm. it, sometimes it gets to the point where it's so, um, destructive and toxic that I do say you either, you, you, you guys either need to change this or you need to go your separate ways because you're usually because there's children in the home and the children are
0: paying the price. Yeah. It's so fascinating. How did you get into this? Oh,
1: um, I mean, it's kind of a long story, but to try to shorten it, I I went to grad school and I was taking all the requirements to go to California, which would be marriage, family and children Mm -hmm. during my master's program. And I took couples during that because I had to. And I just remember thinking, I I was just like, I hate couples. I hate them. I don't ever want to work with them ever. And so if you had told me then that I would exclusively be working with couples, I would have laughed hysterically. Um, but I kind of just began to you know, take different trainings. I did um, hypnotherapy, advanced hypnotherapy. I've done past life regression, life between lives, energy work, pre and perinatal attachment work, um, and that, the pre- and perinatal attachment work plus the energy work combined was super rewarding. It was um, very powerful work and is very powerful work. Um, and I thought I kind of landed there. I would work with individuals doing that. And, um, and then I had my first child, my son. And I just, so part of, part of the power of that therapy is kind of acting as the good Parent and kind of modeling that and for the, with the clients until such time that they can internalize it. And, um, I just remember thinking, uh, you know, I'm doing this all the time at home with my kid and I just, I just was burnt out doing it all the time. And so I, um, I had had a colleague up until this point, advocating for me to go and take the PAC training. And I kept telling him year after year, like it was two years that I was like, I don't like couples. Like, I don't like couples. I'm not going to go to the PAC training. And then right around the time that I was kind of getting burnt out with having had my child, um, another colleague of mine told me that she was going to be taking the training. And I was just like, fine, I'll take it. And, um, I sat down and within a half an hour, I was like, I have landed, like it Mm -hmm. was just a complete amalgamation of everything that I had learned up until that point. And it just all came together. And I was just shocked that I would just be working
2: with couples. So
0: here I am. And how long ago was that? When did you start your practice?
1: Um, I mean, I started my private practice in 2007, but um, I started working exclusively with couples 2014.
0: Oh, awesome. Okay. Um, So you and I are around the same age, the generation of radio call-in shows, right? And that was kind of the concept when we talked, you said, I kind of want like a radio call-in show, Um, something where, you know, people can call in with their questions. So we, at some point during this conversation, we're going to Show the banner, show the phone call phone number, and let people call in. But I want to start with just the premise of today's show. And we're gonna we're gonna do this once a week, right? I think we get on a regular cadence maybe mid-February. We have like some off days, yeah. some Fridays, some Thursdays. I think we're landing on like Wednesdays at two thirty. Um that starts mid-February. So if you guys, you know, can't tune in all the time, that's fine, but we're gonna eventually have like a regular schedule here and hopefully have, you know, some repeat callers and things that's going to be interesting and educational. I'm super excited, you know, to learn more about it and to how, you know, learn how to be in a better relationship or, you know, be a good partner in relationship. I think that's important. Um, So your idea of today was rom-coms can ruin relationships.
1: Or are they? Are they ruining
0: relationships? Mm -hmm. So speak a little bit about that and uh, I'll get ready to put that phone number up if people want to call and have questions.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was just I've just been thinking about it and thinking about our divorce rate, um, you know, in this country in particular and started to think, you know, people have this vision of, you know, from Hollywood, from movies, from even from being, you know, from very young of these t- fairy tales um, of what relationships look like. And they're all, you know, romanticized and glorified and they're easy and they're just passionate and romantic and, um, you know, maybe they have one hard thing and then, you know, it's, it's rosy after that. And, and I think that that is just kind of embedded in, you know, our psyche on some level. And so, and we're not really taught in any class or, you know, anywhere really that, um, that's not reality and that, so I think that there's this idea that, oh, that's what a relationship should look like. And when one's relationship is more tumultuous, is more, you know, this harder, um, it's kind of, you know, maybe the honeymoon is over, uh, whatever it is, it kind of gets real. Um, I think some people take that as a sign that, um, hey, this isn't right. It doesn't look like the movies um, and I want the movies. And so they jump ship. I'm not sure whether that's the case, but it's just a theory that I, I'm kind of sitting with.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can see that happening. I mean, I've watched rom coms before and thought, like, oh, isn't that, you know, that's perfect. That's romantic. It's kind of, and I don't mean to get like weird, but it's kind of like pornography. Exactly. Right? It's I exactly mean, like, like pornography. Look at pornography and say, like, that's the way, you know, a couple should that be. And makes. it's like, Girl, are you crazy? Like that is not even close. No, to what it's not. Things that's the, the
1: and that is the danger. You know, not to go off on pornography, but that is. I mean, it's you know, young people nowadays are have access to Pornhub and right. all that, and and um, it's really messing with things because they yeah. they really think that that's how it is.
0: It and can do uh, a very twisted um, view of reality. Right? Yeah, for sure. Sure. And we're, we live in this digital age now too, where everybody can just sort of send pictures and videos and look at pictures and videos and not really communicate either. <laughs> That's a whole nother show. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I just think that, you know, there needs to be more talk about, you know, what the ins and outs of a long-term relationship look like. Um, You know, even my kid, one of my kids, we were driving and we were listening to some show and we were talking. And they were, they were doing this show like bit on. um, Somebody thought their partner was having an affair, and so you know, and he wind up wound up asking me like, "Well, you know, he was talking about it," and I said, "Um, "Yeah, honey, it's always good. You need to communicate with your partner." And he said, "Well, do you and Dad communicate about that stuff?" And I was like all the time. Like mm-hmm. we tell one another things, everything all the time. And he said, well, would you ever cheat on dad? And, you know, just personally, I, I just wouldn't. And I, you know, I said, um, listen, if I ever had those feelings, I would have to communicate with him before I acted. And, you know, that's a whole another um, show. Yeah. But, um, I'm writing that down, but communication is, is it's such a, sometimes it's really hard. It's really hard. Yet, you know, I think, I think we're led into this. Um, we're, you know, he, the point being coming around back to that, it was my son had no idea that his parents actually talk to one another. And, Mm. you know, I mean, even, you know, of course he sees us talking, but like that, we talk about the hard stuff or, you know, it's, it's just this picture of it's just magical. It's your parents, you know, but, um, Yeah, I just think that there needs to be either a class or I don't know. I don't know what needs to happen exactly, but that that we actually are set up for success and knowing what we're getting ourselves into when we either either when we say I do or we commit long term, whatever that, you know, looks like for a couple.
0: Yeah. What do you think about um, like premarital counseling? Oh, God, I wish more people would do that. Mm hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's got a stigma uh, attached to it of like, oh, you go to couples therapy when something is really wrong in your relationship. Um, but the couples that I have that have come in premarital, I mean, it's just, it's so phenomenal because you just, it's not, you don't have to do intervention, you're doing prevention. And um, it's just, it sets them up for success, right? I mean, it's hard enough as it is. So it's it's really a great thing. Yeah. I, you, more.
0: You, yeah, I was going to say, do you see a lot of that? I don't, I feel like unless you're like getting married in the Catholic church, there's no real, <laughs> no, I wouldn't say a lot. I wouldn't, a lot. I wouldn't
1: mm-hmm. say a lot, but I, I mean, I have had, uh, some, I don't have any currently.
0: Do you get many couples that are just couples? Like is marriage still a thing with, with people?
1: Uh, I mean, marriage, I get all, all iterations of
0: relationship, you yeah. mm-hmm. married, um, just like just long-term, that. like life partners, like mm-hmm. co-parents, but in a romantic relationship, just not married. Yeah.
1: Or co-parenting and they're trying to work that out, how mm, to okay. do that. Any, any couple issue, um, or, you know, and nowadays with poly, um, you know, poly relationships come in to play.
0: For real? Um, oh yeah. Oh, oh. got it. Okay. What? Yeah. So explain that. <laughs> What does that mean exactly? Uh, polyamory. It's this is, when, this is like consensual, like everyone's on board, right? Uh, there's
1: yeah. There's there's every poly relationship has their own structure and how yeah. they define it. So it could be an open relationship, it could be swinging, it could be uh, poly where there's um, a main couple plus other people, or it could be Um, everybody is on the same level. There's so many iterations
0: of, of that. Are, are you able to like help people be successful in those relationships?
1: Yes. Um, I mean, it's, you know, different strokes for different folks, right? Obviously like (laughs) whatever. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm not here to judge it, you know um, so, you know, really it's, it's, uh, with you know, two people is hard, and adding more people in the mix, it just gets more complicated. Sure. Um, but it, it's, um, I mean, it's phenomenal how uh, you know what I've seen when in these relationships, these poly relationships, is they have they need to have you know just fabulous communication, mm-hmm. and um, and so when when it goes well, I mean, it's it's pretty. Pretty
0: admirable. That's cool to see. Yeah. Boulder's yeah. wild out there. You got all kinds of stuff happening in Colorado. It's not just
1: Boulder, girl. It's not just Boulder. <laughs>
0: do you do um do you do remote therapy yes. as well? Okay. So you're not yeah. just limited to your locality. Yeah. You got people yeah. all over the place.
1: There's a couple states that I'm not allowed to, you know, my my degree doesn't transfer to mm-hmm. like California is one. And okay. I don't know the other, but most most of the states I can work with. And oh, then international, awesome. I think I'd just get permission.
0: So if people wanted to, like, obviously, if they're not calling in here to get your advice, but they could hire you as their therapist if they wanted to. Absolutely. How would they get in touch with you? Um, I mean, my,
1: my personal phone number or uh, my, you know, through my website, which is couplescounselinginbolder.com.
0: Down here. Mm probably spell it wrong, yeah, because I can't see. So. Very cool. All right. Do you have a favorite rom-com? Mm. Or do you, are, are you a fan of rom-com, rom-coms?
1: I mean, I think with my kids, like, since my kids have been, you know, born, I really haven't, I don't have that much time to, like, watch movies. Yeah. Um, How about when you were, like, a young adult? Did you watch, like, 16 Candles? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. 16, i know every single line in 16
0: years. do you really so let's talk about so when we talk about rom-coms or any relationships like how badly did you want like jake to sing like wish you a happy birthday over <gasps> top of the sitting on the kitchen table right you no know? i mean that's yeah that's
1: that's the thing i mean it's um or um jake is beautiful
0: <laughs> i just remember he, molly ringwald saying uh, that jake is
1: yeah he's, he's beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, I mean, even like this is us, you know.
0: Here we go. Hello, you're live on the air. I need you to turn your uh, YouTube down. Who's calling?
2: Give me one sec.
0: (gasps) Okay. This is
2: exciting. Yeah, yeah, give me one sec. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Okay. Am I echoing now? Can you hear me? No, you're fine. Who's this? This is Ashland. <gasps> Ashland? Yeah. Ashland, this is Kat um, so, and Dr. Julie. How are you hi. doing? <laughs> hi, Dr. Julie. I'm great. <laughs>
1: so just I,
2: to correct you real quick, she's I'm not, not a not doctor. doctor. She's not just, a
1: doctor. I just play she's one on TV.
2: She's a love right. doctor. Yes. <laughs> Julie. <laughs> Sorry. Go on. <laughs> um, so I had I have a question about... Um, well, compromise looks like when two people think that they're right and it's not necessarily a deal breaker but you know they're definitely like both feeling like they see it a certain way they understand it you know they're right um and they just think the other person's wrong um and they they kind of want to have it their way like how do you work with that like what, what do you do when you're in that position when your partner thinks they're right and you know you're right
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a good question. First of all, like, um, I don't necessarily like the word compromise because compromise kind of insinuates that like each, each side is not really getting what they want. Um,
2: like you're giving something up. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Like each person is just kind of like, well, I guess, you know, um, versus, you know, um, bargaining, uh, you know, how are you going to like if, if something is really important to you, um, you can, you know, try to try to convince your partner with, Hey, I really want to do X. And if you want if I can do X, how about then you can do Y, you know um, so that it's kind of a
2: win-win. Um, so both parties. Okay. Go ahead both parties so could it be like okay look I really want to go out to dinner with my friends um, I know you don't really like them but um, but you need to do this for me because you love me and you'll win because you because if you love me I'll be happy hey. work. <laughs> Well,
0: is that is if that what he is me. that what he says to you uh, <laughs> Girl, wait, that was too so real I
2: admit that's what I say to him.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh,
1: that's not, no, that's not quite right. Um, School her up,
0: Jules. Come on. It would,
1: it would be more like, Hey, I really, I know that you don't want to come out with me, but I, I really want you to come out with me. Um, so how about this? How about we go out um, for only an hour and then we can come back and watch the movie together that you want to watch, you know, so to, so okay. that it's, you know, you can do both, but, Ultimately, coming back to, you know, I mean, that's kind of talking about compromise and, and bargaining versus compromise, but the kind yeah. of the being right thing is a, is a different um, scenario in the sense that you have to, you, the two of you have to kind of um, decide, is it more important to be right or is it more important to get along?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's a good one
1: for sure. Yeah. Um... Okay. Because if some if one person's right, the other person's wrong, and nobody likes right. to be wrong, and and right. so that's a that's a win lose, and um, a win lose is a lose lose.
2: Yeah, yeah, I know that makes a lot of sense. Could I ask one more question, kind of about this? Yes, please. Sure. Okay. So um, so what if I say, all right, look, you know, I'll go out with you to, I don't know, some, something you want to do, even though I'm not loving it because you are willing to do this for me. And I really appreciate it and should be fair. And then, the, and then, and then my partner says, um, okay, sure. Like I can tell he's not really into it. Um, and I could tell he's like hesitant. Should I just go with it? Or should I ask more? Like what's, what, what do I, what, what, what kind of, what do you do in that situation when you tell your partner's not super, like, I'm not saying they need to be like fist pumping, willing to do it. Right. But like, just so you could, I could tell, like, it's not super, like there's something holding him back and saying fully yes, like enthusiastically. Should I just take it and go with it?
1: Uh, well, no, because you want to make sure that he's saying yes, when he means yes, not yes, when he means no, yeah. you know, that's going to, you're going to pay the price for that. If, if you just go with it. So you need to check it out and say, how can we make this uh, an actual yes for you? That you're like, uh-huh. it works for you, you're stoked. I know you don't really want to go out or like my friends or whatever, but how can we actually make this good for you?
2: Yeah, right. So like, don't take it just cause it works for me. Right, yeah, that's,
1: we want it to be, you know, if he he's on board, that's a win for you. And then, you know, you can repay it's a win for him. Like he want, yeah. you know, he can go do something that he's not stoked about, but he knows there's something else that he's getting that um, he really is stoked about. So that maybe you yeah. don't want to do.
0: And, yeah. And I think too, I'm not qualified at all to talk about this, but I just had a thought. I think you checking in with him when you don't think that Uh he's fully like on board is just a really nice and respectful thing to do. Yeah. Well, it's
2: it's obviously much more caring and less selfish. Right. 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 Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: And he's going to feel seen, you know, he's like, Oh, she's not just steamrolling, you know? Right. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, I love it. Awesome. Uh, well, this has been
0: really helpful. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for being yeah. our very first caller. And I, I yeah. guess I should remind people too when you call in, you can give me a fake name. You don't have to give me a real name if you don't want to reveal yourself. But I'm just a personable person and I want to call you by name. So thank you, Ashlyn, for calling. And uh, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Keep listening. I appreciate it. Yay. Yes, communication is key. Us men, oh. the app says, Us men need a reminder every now and then. Yes. So do so do we, ladies. Everybody does. I love it. That was cool. Um. All right. I had another question because I forgot what we were talking about before the caller called. Um, you did this packed training, and and for people to join late, explain again what the PACT thing is because this parent attachment thing, I'm 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 zoning in on it for whatever reason. So explain that one more time.
1: Okay. So the three tenets of PACT are. Yeah uh arousal regulation fight flight freeze what brings a person into those states what brings them out of those states um and we want our part like we want to understand that so that we can help our partners out when they are dysregulated um that's a whole that's something we should talk about with regards to pact and how it works a little bit differently than other therapies but we'll we'll Table that for a second. Um, neuroscience, neuro, uh, neurobiology, the brain,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: then um, attachment theory—how you were raised in childhood, because it's a re- it's replayed um, in our romantic relationship.
0: Yeah, and most specifically, you said that sort of bonding relationship that you have with your primary caregiver as a as an infant and, yes. and child, right? Yeah. So you mentioned that you had a child. And then you went to this training. so you had your you did you have your second child after you went through this training?
1: During, well there's there's three levels and then certification and so I, okay so that I was in the second level when I was pregnant with my second.
0: my the reason I ask is, did you do something different when you were parenting your second child after having this knowledge? of how parent attachment affects relationships? Um, Not necessarily. I mean,
1: I, so the reason why, like my colleagues that had told me about PACT and and the one that took it with me kind of were pushing me is because of the attachment theory that's part of it and woven into it. And they knew they, I was, I went to grad school with them and they knew that I was just huge on attachment theory. It was like my, my bread and butter. It was, and I just loved it. And so so you
0: knew about this when you had your first child too. So, yeah, I mean, so presumably your children will have excellent relationships, right. If they, Mm. if they choose the right people. (laughs) Uh, I mean,
1: you know, you never know. I mean, hopefully, you know, hopefully I just do better than the previous generation. Um, but we're all fallible and we all make mistakes and, and the best thing you can do is, is, you know, children are, are so forgiving. Um, and if you mess up, just apologize and sincerely apologize to them. And they they it's just amazing how they just accept it and they're they're just such lovely beings. They're just amazing little teachers.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Oh, I know what we were talking about. We were talking about rom coms and mm-hmm. uh Sixteen Candles. I'm trying <laughs> to think if there are any other ones that stick into my mind in terms of relationships and things. I'm sure too, as a teenager with like raging hormones that like that whole wanting to model your relationship after what you see in the media, it becomes like even stronger.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I there's even, I mean, I just, I mean, I would, was a fan of this is us and I'd just be like, Oh God, they were they have such a great, cute relationship. And, you know, I mean, it, it, I, I mean, I find myself even doing that where you know, Mm -hmm. just like, I want that. And, um, that is not reality. That is acting and it makes for a good story.
0: For sure. Hmm. Okay. I like it. I like where we're going. Um, So I don't know that I have any more specific questions. I'm not sure if anyone in the chat does. Like I said, we're going to be back doing this. But first show, we had no idea what was going to happen, right? If anyone was going to call in, I'm excited that somebody did. Um, Looks like we've got some good engagement in the chat. Um, Definitely food for thought for the weekend. Um, Here we go. (laughs) Hey, this is Kat. You're on the air.
3: Uh hey. Um
0: hello caller. Hey, I just, <laughs> Go uh, ahead, caller.
3: Uh, feels kind of odd like calling into something, but yeah. Uh
0: <laughs>
3: welcome. <laughs> um I I just want I, I heard you guys talking about kids and stuff and um I just want to ask like uh I got married pretty young and we like had a um had our first kid also like almost like right away. Um and then we had our second kid shortly thereafter. Um, and kind of where I'm at now is um, none of my friends are <laughs> have kids. Um, and, and a few of them are married, but um, most of them are not. Um, and I've got like a lot of um, ambitions and things that I'm still trying to to get done. But kind of from what I've seen, it, it, it feels like you, you, the parent, need to kind of step off the stage in order to really excel as a parent, um, and kind of let your kid shine in the limelight. Um, and so, I was just wondering if you have any advice on, especially for like younger parents, on how to balance ambitions with, um, you know, uh, really like just soaking in um, these early
0: years, especially with with kids. That's a great question. Yeah, that's super thoughtful question.
1: Um, I mean. It's layered in the sense of, uh, you know, yes, the kids, you know, it's like, that's such a precious time and and it goes so fast. Um, but ultimately I would probably say, you know, I, I would say your relationship needs to come before anything else.
0: Hello? Because, oh, You're here. I just put you on mute because I was hearing an echo. You're good. Oh, oh,
3: sorry. That's sorry. okay. <laughs> okay, cool. Cool. Yeah, go ahead.
0: <laughs> okay. Um,
1: can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Great. Um, yeah. So, I mean, if you prioritize a relationship with your spouse, um, and that's good, then, you know, then everything else kind of falls into place because happy, you know, it's kind of like the happy wife, happy life, but you know, it's, it, 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 goes both ways, happy husband, you know, happy life, um, for each of you. And it gives, it frees up resources that you wouldn't have otherwise, Um, such that you can then pursue your ambitions as well as be a good parent. Um, It really does kind of free you up, um, you know, but it's a, it's a, you know, you're going to have to walk that tightrope of um, how do I pursue something that I'm ambitious about? Because that's, you're modeling something really amazing for your children in doing that. Um, Plus your own, you know, satisfaction Mm -hmm. um, and also not neglecting your children. So it's like kind of, you're going to have to just work your way through it. There's no kind of prescribed thing, but I think both are extremely valuable.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can say um, Mm -hmm. there's definitely a balance and I can say like losing yourself and your kids is not, not great. Um, And I think. Once they get to the age where they see you as a human being and not just as like a provider, um, you want them to be proud of you for the things that you've accomplished. My kids are older, 19 and 17, and I've done a lot with my life. And I know that if I hadn't done that, I mean, they're very proud of what I do um, and the Mm -hmm. time that I spend doing it. and, And yet I was still there for them when I needed to be. Um, probably not as great as I could. And I probably didn't spend as much time on myself. And there were definitely some years in there where I completely lost myself and just focused on them. And, you know, we got out the other end and and we're okay, but you definitely want to try to strike that balance to the best of your ability. I mean, when you're talking about um, ambitions and goals, are you talking about things that really take you away from being a dad and a husband or just things that would just be really hard to do all three?
3: Yeah, I mean kind of like I'm just um so like I try and work out every day um and then That's I important. um yeah and then I um I just published my second book and I'm working on a third one. Ooh, congrats. And I work cool. for a marketing agency and um and I do uh, freelance work so just kind of a busy plate trying to like uh build um different um streams of income and um and yeah, it's it's been I mean uh in in the first bit too, about you know happy wife happy life that kind of that that really struck home cuz I think that you know I could do a way better job of um you know still like romancing my wife and um trying to uh you know um I don't know prioritize her um cuz I do tend to sometimes just think like when I'm you know when I have free time it's like okay I got to go spend it with the kids, kids. um yeah. And I, and, and one other thing y'all said, which, um, I haven't really thought about yet was like them being proud of me. I always think of it like the opposite, like, or, or like me being proud of them. So that was, that's something I got to think about as well. Like, you know, yeah, like the other end of it, um, that's a cool thought, you know, them being proud of me, um, as a parent. Um, but yeah, that's, it's just, you know, kind of trying to balance all that and, um, you know, uh, keep my family, uh, like unified and happy and, um, fulfilled. Um, my wife too, you know, she's, she's trying to build her own, uh, different businesses. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of a balancing act right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, you, you, you know, if you're kind of younger and then you're thrown into parenthood right away, you're, you're having to do those things concurrently versus, you know, people who get maybe married and have kids or, you know, have kids later on in life and have already established their career, right. That's then they can kind of, it's, it's done. Right. So you're, you're kind of Mm -hmm. in the, um, you know, you're in in the fire and, um, and it's just going to be kind of a juggling act. But I, I will say one that, um, you know, you don't necessarily don't think that prioritization of relationship means a ton of time. It doesn't necessarily have to be a ton of time. It could just be the little things that make her feel loved, valued, appreciated. Right. And um, you know, Mm -hmm. for some people that's touch, for some people it's words of affirmation, for some people it's lacks of kindness. You know, it, it, you have to just know her and then you, you put money in the bank that way very easily and, uh, quickly and so it's it just kind of take that into consideration and then the other part is um, twofold is that your your kids are watching you they're watching you be a dad and they're watching you be a man and what does that mean what does it mean to be a working father uh, and what a does husband it mean? and a husband Sorry. right hmm. Like, um, so you're modeling what it is to be in relationship as a man. Um, what, if you have daughters, what they should look for if they're, of course, if they're heterosexual, um, and then, you know, also if all, all of the energy is on the kids, um, that is so much pressure for the kids. It really, it's, it's just not fair, um, if one's world revolves around the children, I mean, granted, I mean, they are the best things in my mind. They are the best things in the world, but um, there it's just um, there's gotta be something else that, that drives you like your exercise, your passions, you know um, the things that keep you, you um, so that kids can be kids.
0: Yeah. And the, Mm -hmm. the fact that you cared enough to call and ask is pretty cool too. Cause very cool. You care about it. Yeah.
3: Well, well, honestly, you know, I, I want to thank you both so much because I've been sitting on these questions for quite a while oh, yeah. and um, I, just, I just haven't like, I, I don't want to like appear weak to like friends and family, sure. you know? So I haven't really, yeah, I just haven't like had anyone to talk to and I I found, saw this podcast and just decided to call in. So thank you so much. I, I really appreciate those answers and I definitely have a lot to, to think about. Great.
0: Thank you. Oh, I love in. that. Yeah. Thanks for calling in and don't be a stranger. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> all right. Good Thanks luck again. See Bye. you. Take care. That was cool. very sweet. Very sweet. I just find it so interesting too that you know, it, if we are asking for help, I, I don't know if this is necessarily a male thing, but I think it resonates more for men um, that you know to ask for help if we don't have all the answers that we're weak,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, you know, it's just such a shame to think that way because nobody has all the answers. And if you think you have all the answers, you're in
0: bad shape. Yeah. And it wasn't like, I mean, I didn't think that his question even displayed any kind of weakness. It, it, it displayed like, um, conscientiousness, you know, wanting to be better. And like, that wasn't even like a crazy, you know, not not even even in in the the ballpark ballpark of like being weak at all. Um, so that's really cool.
1: Yeah, it's oh, lovely, great. lovely that he could do that.
0: Yeah, we're doing some cool stuff here, Julie. It's fun. Yeah, I'm having a blast. <laughs> <sighs> okay, um, I guess if we don't have any more questions or any callers, we will probably call it a day. Um, when are we back on? I have to check my calendar because I know we have yeah. some dates. I think it's next.
1: Let's see. Oh, did I not put it in my calendar? It's on the 5th. What time? On the 5th at
0: 1230 Eastern. Okay. So 1230 Eastern on the 5th. I should probably put that in my calendar. We'll have a meeting later and talk about
1: it. Yeah. Be there. <laughs> Be there. Be there.
0: Uh, yeah. This was awesome, guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate all the engagement in the chat. Um, to all of the Clydesdale listeners, super appreciate your support. Um, Tell your friends. I think this is going to be really cool. I think we're on to something. And uh, thanks for your calls. And Julie, thank you for your time. Thank you. And we'll, we'll see you next time on Live Happily Ever Awesome. Bye, guys. Bye.